Hi, welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, um, formerly known as Knuckles. Um, and today I have a very, very special guest on the show. Um, he's, he's William Paul and um, he's been, um, I've talked about him a little bit in the preparation up to this show, but I'm just going to let him introduce himself. So welcome to the show, William. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, you guys listening. It's really great to be on the show. Thanks. So, William, um, I'm going to sort of let you talk about um, your story, how you became vegan, and then some of the things that you've been through recently with regard to that uh, very important decision. Okay. Well, um, basically at the start of this year, I decided to go vegetarian. I just I just had this thought this belief suddenly that it was wrong to eat animals and I just went vegetarian. Um, I recently, only just recently went vegan in the school holidays so it's only been a few weeks now. It feels a lot longer. Mm. Just, I guess, I suppose obviously just because since um, animal exploitation is just such a huge issue, it's, it's part of our everyday lives. We have to face it and yeah, it's it's constantly on your mind. Yeah, very true. And um, I know that you went through something at your school, and I'd like you to just talk about what happened. And um, I'd like to extend um, an invitation to anybody who's listening from Williams School, and I hope they are, um, that they're welcome to contact me, and they're welcome to come on the show and talk about it as well, and especially anybody in a position of authority at that school. <laughs> the invitation is wide open for everyone. So, William, um, can you tell us what happened? Okay, well, I go to Selwyn College, and at Selwyn College, um, there's five-year groups that go from year 9 to year 13. Um, the seniors, which are year 12 and year 13, don't have to wear any uniform. They can just wear any mufti. Um, but year 9, 10, and 11 must wear a uniform. I'm year 11, and I had an issue with the footwear. Um, the rest of the uniform is fine, but the foot, well, the code for footwear is plain black leather slash leather look lace-up shoes. That's the uniform code for footwear. Is it actually written that? Is it written that way? Um, well, when I first, when I went to Seoul, when I, when I went there in year nine, we had every, every student who attends Selwyn has to sign a contract saying, I will wear the correct uniform and I will obey the rules, basically, oh. just like that. Um, the contract, as I remember, did not state specifically what the uniform was. Teachers and the dean's um, principals always enforce they always, they always remind us about what the uniform is and what it should be and that we should always wear the correct uniform at all times. Okay. And I had an issue because since I'm vegan, I don't want to wear leather. Um, I, don't, I don't really believe in wearing anything that looks like an animal skin, so I don't want to wear anything that looks like leather. So I chose to wear my chucks. They're made out of canvas and rubber. So I was actually really fortunate to be able to get some. I hardly own any pairs of shoes. Uh, I actually just got an early birthday present from my grandma. So I was actually able to buy some canvas shoes so I could actually wear them to school and feel comfortable as I was not wearing my quote uniform plain black leather lace-up shoes. Now in general um, with regard to how you are as a student at the school and how you present yourself would you say that you um, are adhering to the uniform code apart from the shoes? Definitely. Okay so when did when did people when did anybody take notice of the fact that you were um, not wearing the supposedly prescribed shoes? Well, 
Um, as soon I I wore my chucks, my my black chucks to school um, last Monday. I I just said to myself, well, I have to be upfront about this. So Monday morning in form class, I just said to my form teacher, can I please go and see the dean? And so I went to the dean and just said. I just he I actually just caught him on the way out of his office and I and then he just I just said I need to talk to you and then he just gave he just looked at me up and down just to check the uniform as I do and he said you know wow renegade footwear and I just said to him I'm vegan I don't want to wear leather or anything that looks like leather mm-hmm. and then he just said okay I can understand what you mean and he just said oh I was vegan for 20 years so he could definitely understand the ethics behind not wearing leather, mm. and since it was quite a quite a serious and more more or less a dilemma rather than a problem, he he had to go and speak to the deputy principal as she is higher up and she has more authority and she can deal with this issue better than the dean could, so. Off I was sent to uh, the deputy principal. Um, I just went into her office. Uh, my heart was beating. Um, yeah. And she just said, I mean, she, I, she was very upfront and clear about the uniform policy regarding to footwear. And I just, she, she made it very clear. Just, and she, she said to me wear the correct shoes or leave and I just I just felt so insulted when she said that I thought there was just she could she could understand that I was vegan and the the basic ethics behind veganism but she just didn't seem to take into account that it's 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 offensive for me and disrespectful to wear leather or anything that looks like leather especially when I have to attend school and when I have to wear um, a uniform footwear and but you're saying she understood what veganism was right immediately when you said it to her how was her reaction initially when you said listen deputy principal I mean first of all I commend you on going up to them and not letting them come to you I didn't realize that that's how it began so well done so when she said listen um, I've been sent when you told her I've been sent here by the dean um, because um, I'm a vegan and um, leather um, footwear um, or anything that looks like leather is unethical to me. Um, what was her initial reaction? Was it immediately wear the shoes or leave, or did she say? Yeah, it was. It, um, she pointed out exactly what the uniform the uniform policy was, and she was very upfront about that, and just very. She said it very explicitly, and I I was just. I just felt so insulted when she said, wear the correct shoes or leave. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, in my mind, I kind of knew that I wouldn't possibly be allowed to wear my shoes, but I thought I have, I have a good reason why I'm not wearing them. So I thought Absolutely. they should, they should take that into account with, with a good, understanding behind why I why I don't want to wear the uniform shoes and I felt it was just very poorly handled by the deputy principal I just felt so insulted when she said wear the correct shoes or leave it was just sort of no no sort of respect there absolutely not and um, I would also suggest I mean she was uh, basically threatening you with expulsion in a way um, or telling you to drop out of school so you know it's quite astonishing to me that um, a deputy principal would actually tell one of his students to drop out of school rather Mm. than um, fulfill his ethical obligations but you know the fact of the matter is I mean from her I'd love to have her on the show Um, I highly doubt she will but I'm sure that from her point of view she doesn't understand what um, what veganism uh, veganism is William very few people do very few people realize how important 
it is. As far as she was concerned, she has all this other stuff to deal with and you were just somebody who was trying to cause trouble with your footwear. She didn't get it at all. That would be my opinion. She doesn't understand what veganism is. She doesn't understand how important it is. And she couldn't relate to the fact that you were willing to put yourself through all this trouble because it means so much to you. So I think that that's where they fall short. It's 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 almost to be expected at this point, but we're going to try to change all that. Yeah. Um, so with regard to um, when she said that to you, how do you think you um, handled it? Well, at that point, I was just... I was just crying. I was just. I, I'm not afraid to show any emotion. I think it's very. I think it, I find it healthy to show emotion. Okay. Um, but I, I just. She, she made me feel so hurt when she said that, and I just couldn't understand why she couldn't understand. I mean, she could understand me, but it wasn't to the point where she would make an exception mm. for me not to wear the uniform shoes, and I just. And then she she just I was just sitting in her office crying, and she phoned up my mom just to just to get her opinion about it. I mean, mm. my mom, she's I mean it's sort of it's an ethical dilemma. I mean, mm -hmm. I have the right to not wear something I don't feel comfortable Absolutely. on my body, um, but then again you have to kind of respect the school rules um, but it's just one of those things where it just it clashes well I, I, do, I think it's a matter of of mutual respect and I think it's a matter of the school realizing that you're not doing this to be rebellious you're not doing this to make a fashion statement and you're not doing this to cause trouble um, that's very unfortunate they don't give the other students who make exceptions to the uniform for religious reasons any problems because they recognize yeah. that it's an intrinsic right so that mm. this is a huge misunderstanding and yeah yeah I also brought up the fact that the Muslim girls were allowed to wear their scarves and a lot of them actually do wear quite colorful bright scarves so I didn't actually see any difference between wearing my shoes and wearing their scarves and also um, an ethical belief and a religious belief even those two even though those two are very different I don't see the difference of the right to believe in what you want to believe and be able to express that at school. Um, I thought that if they were allowed to wear their religious items of clothing, I could wear my ethical items of clothing. Well, I think you're absolutely right, and this is what we need to change, and this is what we need to do. When you said to her, um, listen, um, what, what, you, that you made a comparison between your decision and a religious, um, you know, a religious... Uh, it's a mandatory religious part of their identity. What did she say about that, about the Muslim girls? Um, by the way, I'm assuming no other girls are allowed to wear colored scarves in their hair. Well, I mean, the whole issue with, um, since we recently got a new a new head principal, um, the uniform has actually changed. It was brought in this year, and basically anyone new to the school has to wear the new uniform. So, peop so the so the Muslim girls wearing the new uniform have to wear basically a uniform plain black scarf. So, the reason the rules were quite, or the situation was quite shifty, in my case was because since I'm wearing the old uniform that's currently being phased out, it was, it was sort of it was easier to deal with even though okay. even though um the problem was not it was dealt with quite terribly and and if i had been in the new uniform it probably just would have been no way you know can't mm. happen do you did you get the feeling that they would have expelled you if it was the new uniform um i do remember after um on the monday after school when the deputy principal rang home and I just remember my mum talking to her and then she just said, well, does William come to school tomorrow? And I was just so shocked yeah. when she said that, just over over footwear that, I mean, it, it was over footwear that I chose for ethical reasons. It wasn't because I just 
wasn't wearing the correct uniform just because I didn't I didn't have that or I didn't want to. It was over a good reason and they just could not understand that. No, I agree. And I would like to also say that, you know, with regard to the coloured scarves or the non-coloured scarves, the bottom line is that um, for a Muslim um, female um, or, a, or a specific, you know, I, I'm sure there's different um, adherences to their policy, but for a Muslim female to fulfill her obligation, her religious obligation, she needs to wear a coloured scarf. She needs to wear a scarf, I should say. It doesn't have to be a coloured scarf. So they, even though they have made it strict about um, about the fact that they're not allowed to wear coloured scarves, they're still allowed to wear scarves. Now, you're wearing black shoes, and but they refuse to make a, a compromise in your case for the material of the shoes. That's what we need to change. I mean, we don't want to get to the point where you're allowed to wear black bright-colored, um, funky um, canvas sneakers or whatever, you're happy to conform to their uniform in as much as it conforms yeah. to your ethics. And it's just um, astonishing to me that, um, I mean, we need to change these kinds of things because I think a lot of it has to do with the image that we have, you know, in the media mm -hmm. they, they don't understand. Yeah, and I mean, when she just said to me, just wear the correct shoes or leave. I mean, that's just like asking me to change my beliefs. I can't do that. I mean, you wouldn't ask a Muslim girl to change her beliefs, so you mm -hmm. don't don't say that to me. It's not valid. No, it's not. Um, and um, and for very good reason. Um, you know, they need to understand that this is just as important. And that's what I'm really hoping that we can do. Um, I'm really glad that you went through this, um, not because you had problems at school, but just because I think you're probably at the beginning of, of a series of, of events that will hopefully change this um, for the next student who comes along. Um, I really hope that we can actually use this as a positive um, a positive thing to happen in your school, and I hope it doesn't just end here. Um, but even if it does end here, I'm glad you got to wear your shoes, because I know how upsetting it is as a vegan. I mean, I just, it's very upsetting to have to compromise anything. Yeah, and when I spoke to the head principal, um, she was, I mean, she wasn't totally happy about me not wearing uniform shoes, but she did allow me to. Um, I, I, I'm only for the reasons of since the uniform's being phased out and I will only have to wear them for about six more months. It's not like I'm asking to wear them for three mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. as such. And I, I just said to her in her office, well, what's going to happen to the next vegan student who comes along or the next student who mm -hmm. refuses to wear leather? What are you going to do for them? And she just said, well, I'm not going to make any more exceptions. She just was mm -hmm. not willing to understand this not mm -hmm. yeah that they don't people don't understand um can you talk a little bit um about what you told me about the counselor because i think that's very interesting especially coming from a counselor yeah this was this was um directly after i spoke to the deputy principal when i was just really upset and mm. in tears she marched me down to the counseling department where i spoke to the counselor um and I don't, when I spoke to the counsellor, we didn't, act, I mean, I didn't feel any calmer when I spoke to her. I thought that she didn't actually, she didn't actually really make me feel any better. I felt we were just arguing. We could not agree on anything. And we were just talking. And I was just trying to explain to her the ethics behind veganism and why I don't want to wear and why I shouldn't have to wear um, the uniform shoes which are not ethical mm -hmm. and go against my beliefs and we were just talking and she, we were talking about animal testing and she brought up that her husband was on a drug trial and and I just said to her um, I just brought up to her that you know your husband's currently on a human trial. That drug would have been tested on animals. That's mm. that would be the stage before it's tested on your husband. And then she just said, "Well, there are some scientists who are at, who treat the animals quite nicely." And I, I just, she just, that just made me so angry. And I just had to say to her, 
that you know you can't justify animal testing there is no such thing as ethical animal testing it does not exist yeah i think it's quite astonishing that the counselor um i keep saying it's astonishing and then i keep telling myself it's not none of this is surprising to me um the counselor probably has never met anybody who's a vegan before i could be wrong um i think that there's just a huge lack of comprehension and you were pretty much talking to blank to blank walls and um the fact that the counselor even brought up tried to tell you that animal testing was ethically defensible um, and all you were trying to do was not to wear those shoes she you know she obviously do doesn't know how to deal with this issue people don't realize how upsetting it is <laughs> you know once you know the truth yeah. um, what we have to face and as a school counselor as more people go vegan which is what we're hoping to happen there needs to be more understanding and there needs to be more of a dialogue um, between people um, so when when she told you that and you got very upset with her you were pretty much were um you just were pretty much probably angry do you think that she understood why you were so upset or do you think she was quite dismissive of it how did she react when you got upset did she apologize or say look you know i didn't mean to offend you or what was her oh, reaction there, there was no apolog there was no apologizing for what she said i mean mm. i didn't even think about that when she's, I mean, after, after I'd finished talking to her, because she just made me so upset, and okay. it didn't, I mean, it didn't surprise me, because she's not a vegan, and she, mm. and, I mean, a lot of people just don't understand, understand what goes on in, in the world, basically, yep. in regard to animal cruelty people don't understand absolutely they don't so um, with regard to the to this issue I think that you've done a lot um, it didn't um, it wasn't easy for you but I really hope that this is that you're not the only person who stands up for your right I certainly hope there's more young people who go vegan and mm. if we don't get any media coverage or any awareness any public awareness for this um, eventually it will have to happen because you know they're gonna have to realize now I know a lot of people um, I gotta just admit a lot of people who are hearing this are gonna say you know look um, the, you know you had the alternative to wear non v you had the alternative to wear vegan footwear that was synthetic leather looking um, and um, but I think that the point is that you should be allowed to express your veganism. And um, mm. I, I have another friend, actually um, Jordan, who um, doesn't like the look of leather at all. And I'm one of those people. I have to be honest, William. I have fake leather. Um, I have fake leather looking. It's synthetic material. So. Um, and he's made me think about that and so have you you've made me think about that as well um, but the bottom line is that um, I don't think that that's I think that that I don't think you are being unreasonable at all that's what I want to make clear you weren't being unreasonable it's a very clear expression of your ethics yeah and I also I mean I don't have anything against fake animal products n not necessarily but what I just wanted to express to the deputy principal and the counselor was that for me and I know a few I know other vegans would ha would share the same thought is that I mean I don't want to have to wear something that even though it isn't an animal um, but it still does symbolize that for me and mm -hmm. for me that symbol is negative mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be associated with that not if I don't have to exactly and that's what I'm trying to say so I just I wanted to make that clear because there are some people um, maybe nobody listening but we don't really know who who may be listening who might um, you know look at it we, we have to avoid being looked at as as you know unreasonable people I think it's perfectly reasonable and I think that what you did was was really a you know, you start. You got the ball rolling. You got them thinking, um, and um, that's what we need to do. Do you think that you're going to have any more opportunity to educate people at veganism about your school? Maybe other students, maybe some other teachers. Well, um, a few students uh, in my classes know I'm vegan. Um, mm -hmm. I tell them why I'm vegan. I mean, a lot of times they'll just ask. Mm. Yeah, I tell them why I'm vegan. I tell them why it's good to be vegan. I don't try to preach to them. I don't try to convert them. Right. 
that I just basically tell people and teachers, whoever I tell or they find out, that mm. I just tell them the ethics mm. behind it and why I choose to be vegan, basically. Excellent. That's really an excellent thing to do. Um, a lot of people from the um, vegan um, community who have an email group um, that you were actually invited to be on, so if you want to be on it, um, you're welcome. They all suggested starting a vegan group at school or something like that. Um, do you think that that would be um, effective? Would that be something that you'd be interested in doing? Or do you think, um, how, how many other vegans are there at your school, may I ask? I know that there is one other vegan at my school. He's a year nine. I'm very. I was just so blessed when I found out that mm. he existed, and that there was another vegan who yeah. shares the same views as me at school. I was just so pleased when I heard that. Yeah. Um, I met him for about ten seconds today. I just said hi. Okay. You know, and I was just so pleased to meet him. But I mean. I'm not really too sure about, I don't know, it's, ve it's very hard to influence teenage minds especially um, really? in regard to forming a vegan group. I'm, all, I'm open to that idea, but mm. it's, I mean, it's just, I find it really hard especially to change teenage minds. Okay, well fair enough. Um, um, I was, I mean, I I think that when, when we talk about vegan groups, if you just let me think about what, I think that what we need to remember is like, if you, if we do, if you were to cook, you know, make yourself to say, okay, I'm going to have a vegan group or whatever, um, it's open, I think that the point that I would make would be that it would be open to everybody. You don't have to be vegan to be in the group. What it is, is it's yeah. a resource for education. So you can say to the school, I have this v resource for education about veganism. So if you want to learn about veganism or if you're curious about veganism, um, come, come and come to, you know, let's, let's get together and talk about it. And, you know, if absolutely nobody Response, that's fine, but everybody should be welcome because, for one thing, you say there's only one other guy, so it'd be a pretty small quote unquote group. Um, also, there are a lot more vegetarians, I think, than people realize. And even though vegetarian yeah. is completely not, you know, it's not vegan, at least they're already on their way. So, when I think about people doing vegan groups, for me personally, I want to make it very clear that it's not you have to be a vegan to be in the group. For me, it's a resource to educate people about veganism. The last thing you want to do is shut the door in people's faces and say, you have to be vegan to come in this group. I think that that's the wrong way to approach it. I think that you yourself, William, are a vegan resource. You are a form of education. The fact that you talk to people about it is magic. And um, you can do that every day of your life. And you can't try to count how many people's minds you change. You just got to do it. And, I, and it sounds like you are. <laughs> I mean, we used to be vegetarians, and now we're vegans. So mm -hmm. exactly, there, so. yeah. And I and veg, and vegetarians, um, especially if they're vegetarian for ethical reasons, well, they just haven't made the full connection. But at least they're on their way. So I know that whenever I whenever I started this podcast, I called it New Zealand Vegan Podcast um, because I wanted to, first of all, in Google, I wanted to associate New Zealand with the word vegan as much as possible because it's a very <laughs> un-vegan country. But also, um, I do want to make it clear that um, I, I'm, I'm aware that the majority of people listening to something like this would be vegan. And if they weren't vegan, they'd be vegetarian. I mean, me, people who are not even open to the idea aren't going to look for a vegan podcast, but that's fine. But I want to make it very clear that I'm welcome to talk to anybody about it and I think that people who have vegan groups that's just my personal opinion it should be an information it should be a resource it should be where people go to learn about vegan veganism yeah and, that is the most important part of yeah. it definitely and I, you know, I'm not even really that into like organized, you know, groups and 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 associations. And I try to get away from that whole, you know, uh, gets to the point where it becomes an enormous company or something, or it becomes something about profit, or it becomes about the group rather than about the message. So, um, I think that the fact that you are obviously turned on to the idea of veganism, you educate people about veganism, and it sounds to me like you educate them about veganism rather than welfare. I would hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just so thankful for having the internet. I just don't believe I would be a vegan mm -hmm. or or had been a vegetarian if 
if I hadn't had the internet. It's just such a wonderful resource. I mean, you can find out practically anything, and I found out that about veganism and about vegetarian vegetarianism, and I I'm so thankful for the internet for influencing me to change my life. I think that's wonderful, and we're very lucky to have you um, because you're a very effective, good speaker. Um, I also would like to say that um, I'm very glad we have the internet too, but I really hope it moves beyond the internet and becomes as mainstream as it deserves. And I would hope that in a school like yours, it would not be a strange concept for a vegan student to not be wearing leather or imitation leather cues, shoes. Um, I'm hoping that it isn't just, I mean, we're lucky to have the internet because if we didn't, yeah, like you say, I probably wouldn't even be vegan if it wasn't for the internet. Um, but um, I'm hoping that um, we get to where we can reach people. You know, I want to reach people who aren't on the internet searching for the word vegan. I want people to be confronted with the concepts every day, everywhere they go, in every aspect of life. Mm, and I, I mean, like, say the internet and uh, just say mainstream television and ad mm -hmm. advertising. I mean, in some respect, they're both quite different. I mean, I, I just remember when I was a lot younger, as far as I can remember, just how many advertisements, commercials and cartoon and kids programs where I was just brainwashed into thinking that animal exploitation was fine and, it, and that was good. Exactly, exactly. That's my point. Can you tell us about that book? You told me about a book that you found in a bookstore. Yeah, well, recently I was just in the warehouse. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's just a, just like, just a big store. You can buy lots of different things. And I was walking past <clears throat> a large shelf of children's books, and in the corner of my eye, I caught the words farm animals. And I just looked at the cover. It was a children's book that had many different types of books in the series just to do with other issues relating to humans and I picked it up and I just thought before I open the page I, w I wonder what's in this book I thought I thought it's definitely going to be presented in a pretty good way but but it will be but the bottom line will be negative so I opened up the first page and the contents page is basically just a list of all the typical farm animals you will find on a farm mm -hmm. and it just basically shows each animal in its in its in its natural farming factory environment it shows it shows the chickens in the it, it shows the battery chickens in the confined cages I mean none of the animals in this book look happy they some of them are in are in bad conditions it shows cows chained up um and being milked it shows horses being used to plow the earth uh it just and also something else that was really disturbing about this book was on the goat page was um, it showed a pair of leather gloves, which, and it showed a meal that that goat can be made out of, which, mm. which, which was just so disturbing to me. This is what young children will yeah. read, and this is what young children will grow up thinking is okay. And yeah. this book was six dollars. It's cheap. Um, it's affordable. Any parent on a budget can buy this, yeah. and you, yeah. you know give it to their children it's easy to read and they will grow up thinking that it is okay to eat animals and the ironic thing was that there was another title in this series that was about well there actually were a few titles one was endangered animals I flicked through that one and that just it it showed it had a list of endangered animals and um, on one of the pages it said do not you know say no to animal skins say no to ivory but it but in this book in the farm animals book it's a completely conflicting message yes. saying it's okay to eat meat it's okay to wear leather so it was just so conflicting 
Yeah, absolutely. Good point. And um, I love that you found that book. And I want to point out something that you said, which was like um, really uh it's just really an eye-opener for me. I had told you, don't buy the book. You're giving them money. And you told me, well, look, it's better that I buy it because I'm not going to get influenced by it, and that'll be another one off the shelf. So that's a whole, that's a cool way of thinking as well. I never thought of it that way um, as, as, as to how we can be productive vegan consumers and do as much, you know, as much to help the, the situation as possible. I just thought that was a really smart smart way to look at the problem as well. Yeah. Um, but but I just want to say that that's why I mean when I say we need to get veganism more mainstream and less radicalized. And it starts with things like people like you. It starts yeah. with you educating people um, about the fact that it sh it should the, this decision should be taken just as seriously as a religious decision with regard to school uniforms. Um, we have a really long way to go. I mean, as you know, I mean, we're lucky to have the internet, but I am trying to um, open up this dialogue. I mean, my dream is for you to be interviewed on Campbell Live because um, I think that he'd be the only person who would even remotely even touch this story. Um, I've written a letter to them, and like I say, they haven't they haven't responded um, unfortunately for us I think like the news maybe would prefer it if you were expelled which is just kind of the way the news works they want sensationalism but that's what I mean so when I say it's all about grassroots I mean that's why we talk about grassroots education because this is what we're up against we're up against children's books that teach children that it's all right to use um you know, cows for this and that that's the whole knowledge of this I grew up um, old MacDonald had a farm you know yeah. um and um, we, you know, so that's that. That's a long way in the future, but the only way that we can change that, because we have no power, we have no financial power, well, it would be nice to get some vegan authors published. It would be nice to get some vegan children's books, right? Yeah, and also I just, I think another thing that stood out to me was just even even in primary school, learning, learning the food pyramid and learning that mm. meat, eggs, dairy, and poultry were good for you that you know you needed that in your diet to be healthy and survive which is a lie absolutely you know? and um people still think that today so the nutrition aspect is very very important and i do think it's important to learn about that if you want to be an advocate but even just talking about your own life you're living proof that mm. it's it's healthy but you know parents um, are convinced their children are going to die of malnutrition if they go vegan have you found yeah. that with your family? Um, no. Um, my mom, she, she raised me on soy milk from, I think, I'm sure I was sort of lactose intolerant from birth, uh. but I grew up drinking soy milk for about half of my life, so my mom knew that dairy was bad for you. Um, okay. Yeah, but, I mean, she still has... She doesn't, I mean, she drinks soy milk, but she still eats dairy and eggs and yeah. milk and other things. Yeah. Um, but also getting back to that nutritional issue, yeah. often I've just said to, I remember just in English class talking to a girl and I just said, just, we were talking about veganism and I just said, well, did you know that meat and dairy is actually bad, is bad for the human body? And she said, well... Well, of course you're going to say that because you're vegan. And I said, I, I'm not saying that because I'm vegan. I'm an honest person. I wouldn't make it up if it, if it weren't true. true. And she just, she wouldn't believe that. Well, I, I find that a good tool um, to use in a situation like that is to tell people, you don't have to take my word for it. I mean, I don't want you to take my word for it. Go and do your own investigations. Go and do your own research on this internet that we have because there is a lot of misinformation out there I won't lie but there is for the discerning reader for anybody who has intelligence and a slightly open mind there is an overwhelming amount of information that speaks to the logic of the brain it is logical to me when I think about nature and I look at a cat a giant cat you know or, or something like that and I look at our physiology um, but just remember that we when I say to people I'll tell you one thing William when I talk to people about the health issue I say to them it's actually irrelevant to me whether it's because I, I had a conversation with a woman just on Saturday night 
it was actually very, it went very badly and she was very very defensive and she said that there's interviews where they interviewed 10 um, octogenarians which are people 80 years or over and they were unbelievably healthy and, they, and none of them were vegetarians or vegans and I said yeah that's not the point I said they could find another 10 vegans who are octogenarians who are wonderfully healthy I said the point is not that it's unhealthy to eat meat is that it's you have a moral alternative veganism is healthy and you can do it so therefore you have a moral alternative I try not to yeah. get bogged down with telling people because people have been eating meat and you know doing animal products for thousands of years and people have lived to a very healthy age doing it so you get bogged down in that we need to stress the ethical the ethical issues yeah I totally agree with that I always stress the ethical issue especially at school and I, I just I just see the nutritional and the environmental as benefits the bonuses I mean it's they are they're just they're just great bonuses that we have I think they are bonuses I think it's a good idea to educate yourself about them as a vegan who's advocating veganism and I think it's a really good idea um, with regard to those kinds of issues where people are listening to you say facts because the ethical issue is a logical issue you know mm. if you really care you know if you think unnecessary suffering is wrong but you have to convince them that eating meat is unnecessary yeah, you know? I mean, I'm not really good with whole quizzing people, but I I always just like to ask people, just often people who quiz me about mm. um, veganism and and they you know they go all stupid and say oh I could never live without meat or mm, the flavor of that just really stupid mm -hmm. remarks. I always just say to them, well, w you know, would would you like to be farmed? your skin, your hair, your meat, your bones, I mean, mm. would you? And they and they just say, well, uh, you know, they go, uh, well, that, that that's never going to happen. And I just say, well, w you know, would you like that to happen? And that's mm. the first step, that's the first step of the truth, ridicule. I mean, it's right mm -hmm. there. Absolutely. Now, um, I think that you have a really good um, approach. I'm very, very glad that um, you are out there doing this. And um, But I do think it's also very good to, um, for people who are to say, look, don't take my word for it. If you don't believe me, you know, if you don't think that if people say the animals aren't treated that badly, say, look, you know, if you don't believe me how badly they're treated, you can go and find out for yourself. And um, because I want people to do their own investigations, I'm dying for people to go online the way we did and look up all this stuff and read about all this stuff and have their minds open. I mean, I am dying for people to do that. You know, I would love it if people did that because of my influence to go online and start doing their own investigations. Um, but a lot of times, you know, you have to sort of make them think first. Some of them haven't even thought about this. Don't you find, though, that teenagers are a lot more curious and a lot more ask a lot, lot of questions? I mean, do you get a lot of questions? Yeah. Um, usually it's kind of just stupid. Not They're not really philosophical. I mean, you do get the, oh, do, oh how do you know that plants don't have feelings? I mean, which... I suppose is, I suppose that's valid if you eat plants, but you never hear, you know, you never talk about people when they walk on grass, does the grass feel or does the pencil feel when you write with it? I mean, mm. it's always just whatever you put in your mouth must have, you know, must feel, it must, mm. must. Well, let me tell you, even adults ask that one. Um, one of the things that I, I would say would be that um, even if we don't know what plants feel, you know, we do know what... what that's a cop-out. It's almost like, well, what does that have to do with um, what I'm talking to you about? Um, and one of the things I've heard on vegan freaks a lot uh, when they answer that, when they say, look, if you want to go down that road and you want to say that plants um, are sentient, which I don't think they are. I personally don't yeah. believe that they are. Um, however, um, <laughs> you know, if, if you find, if you discover that they are, animal agriculture kills a massive amounts a percentage amount of plants than meat eating you know than non-meat eating does anyway so they throw that at them they say if you care about plants you should go vegan because it takes less, less plants to feed a vegan <laughs> yeah and and they also bring up they also try to um, relate sort of sort of use the whole argument of what about a tiger in the wild or you know that uh, he's allowed to 
you know, hunt deer in order to eat, and they try to justify themselves to <laughs> other living beings, but they won't justify themselves to a chicken or a cow. They try to justify themselves to another being that's that's Good. that's the same as them. Good in, point. In to meet Good point, William. I love that. You see, that's so cool. Somebody says, "What about tigers? We're allowed to be tigers, and then but you can't get them to relate to what it's like to be a chicken in the in the cage. Why are you relating to the tiger?" <laughs> I mean, okay, I I yeah, of course. It's not necessarily good to eat animals, but there is a complete difference from a tiger hunting, mm. hunting a deer that has been born free, has been born into its natural habitat, has mm. has had a loving family, but has unfortunately been killed. To a chicken that has been taken away from its mother, well, it didn't even know its mother yeah. from birth, was just raised in a cage for the rest of its life and I mean there's a, there's a complete difference to those two. Well there's many differences I mean for one thing you know nature is cruel I mean um, you know if you want to talk about um, avoidance of pain and suffering there's a lot of pain and suffering in nature but it's all about balance I mean you know whether we like it or not the physical world that we live the planet earth there needs to be a balance of the amount of um, physical beings mammals birds and, and reptiles on the earth or, or there is an or there becomes an imbalance of, of ecology so nature knows what it's doing Doing. And the reason that tigers, um, uh, you know, uh, do that is just because that's nature. And the, if they didn't hunt, you know, pe people try to justify their hunting of polar bears from that reason, but it's not. It's um, so there is a, there is a balance in nature, and I think that we need to leave nature alone. And that means um, not trying to hold our own. You know, what we do is not natural. For one thing, we're not designed to eat them. Tigers don't go around yeah. eating. Um, you know, if, if tigers suddenly started um, breaking down um, soy plantations and murdering all the inhabitants and eating their soybeans, I would, I would have issue with that. I'd be telling, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't be natural. The tigers are doing what they're naturally um, supposed to do. And so we need to just, <laughs> we need to just, you know, people yeah. just, they're not, they're that, it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a ridiculous kind of thing to talk about really. But people do go there, you're right, you're right. But there's many ways to address that, many. Mm. And also something else that seriously bugs me, even though it's irrelevant to the ethical part, is mm. the environmental part. When people, when people talk about climate change and all, I mean, a large percentage of climate change is caused by the animal agriculture. And I mean, it's. I just feel don't, don't mention, don't mention climate change if you're not vegan. I mean, you cause so much pollution just from animal agriculture it's like you're right and a lot of people gave um i guess what was the you know the the who did an inconvenient truth um mm. i can't remember his name because i have a bad memory al gore. Yeah, al gore um they gave him a hard time about it i think that's just pure ignorance um and what we're up against when i say ignorance i mean lack of education with regard to veganism and that's why we're here that's why you're here that's why i'm here nothing's going to change because these people just are not being made aware of the truth now even the fact that the good thing about the animal agriculture there's a lot of information out there have you done any searches on that because i find mainstream i mean the un passed uh you know had an announcement that animal agriculture was one of the biggest causes of global warming so it's mainstream knowledge but people are trying to deal with it in a different way they're trying to make the cows fart less for example i mean okay you don't i mean even if i think if you have enough common sense you can kind of yeah figure that one out I know I did I mean I didn't realize how bad it was but obviously if something is extremely unnatural I mean it's going to have some effect whether it be negative or not Absolutely. I mean, we're lucky, like I say, that the environment and 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 um, uh, our health benefit from veganism. We're lucky, but because we are up against such confusion, and I think you hit the nail right on the head with these children's books and these children's um, things. That's what we're up against. You know, 
we're dealing with adults who their whole life from since they were little for, by the appearance were taught this moral schizophrenia and we have to wake them up to that and the only way to do it is to confront them the moral the moral issue and um, once they see as far as I'm concerned once you educate someone about veganism as a moral issue and they get it and they say oh, I need to learn more about this so that I can become a vegan. They're going to find so much positive reinforcement out there. There's so many reasons to go vegan. And they'll, they'll find out for themselves about the environment. They'll find out for themselves about the health. But they're never going to find out if they're not open to it. And they're never going to be open to it if we allow these you know, lies and self-denial to, to continue. And if we allow um, for the... Uh, issue of veganism to be taken so lightly for example the way your your school took it it's that, that it's it's not even considered it's not even taken seriously it's just yeah. not as you know they really didn't take it seriously they they couldn't hear you they couldn't hear yeah. it so, i mean as yeah, as you just as you say in your other podcasts about the film earthlings i mean yeah. that that's just a fantastic account of the truth basically yeah. Yeah, I, lo I do enjoy that film um, with regard to telling other people. I love the way that it's presented in the beginning. I remember I had a chat, I remember I was talking to Gary Francione and he said, well, Peter Singer promotes that film. And I'm like, yeah, that is troubling. But when I, when I talk to the people about that film, the, one, the thing I like about it is the beginning. Have you watched it, by the way? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay. Well, wow, okay. Did you get anybody else to watch it with you or did you watch it alone? Um, I watched it alone, but I, okay. I do want to show my family because, you mm. know, they need to know. Um, now, you did you watch the whole entire thing? Were you able to watch it all in one go or did you have to stop it? Uh, I, 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 watched, I watched the entire film. I watched all the deleted scenes and mm -hmm. I watched the featurettes. Um, mm -hmm. The second featurette was so chilling. Just mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. Yes, but I've seen everything just about about that law that yes yeah that terrorism that was, yeah yeah that that was so bad well that's the reality we're up against see that's why i try to stress to people that going after high authority figures is useless if the entire population is first of all unaware of the issue which they are and second of all not supportive of the issue which they aren't because they're not aware of the issue so we have no political power and um, the government can pass these laws and nobody cares yeah and when I finished watching Earthlings I, mm. uh, I, I did feel so sad for these animals who have to go through this unnecessary pain but mm. the the thing that that affected me most was I just felt so guilty about being a human even though that's not my fault that I have so many laws so many rights protecting me from the very things that these animals yeah. uh, don't they, they they're allowed to have against them I just felt so guilty that I'm I seem to be immune from all the terrible things that happened to them it just was not it's not fair it's it's it is totally unfair, and um, I felt very very guilty as well. Um, I, I I know that you've just seen the film recently, and it's it's a very very painful um, and very for me um, as you know words cannot describe as I'm sure for you. So I know that right now you've probably got a lot of very troubling images and you're going through your mind. And you know you 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 have to deal with those as as best that you can. Um, now the guilt thing is um, it's it's natural to feel guilty, but you know um, you can't allow it to um, to affect you negatively. Um, use use it as a as a determination to um, to help them. Um, you yeah you can you can hurt yourself by feeling guilty. Yeah, and I will be passing this film to the principal, the deputy principal, the <laughs> counselor because awesome. they, it's an excellent way to I mean, it's 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 a very graphic truthful way to educate people who you just seem who you just cannot really seem to get through to or who refuse yep. to understand almost. Yeah, because the truth hurts and the 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 sad thing is is that it's so abominable. I mean, um, that it's it boggles the mind, and it's so shocking that people are very resistant to seeing it because, yeah, they they don't want to face the truth. The the, the good news is 
the good news with regard to what we're trying to do is it's an individual decision. It's a very easy decision to make. And all you have to do right from the start is to go vegan. And all that means is you buy the, you know, you buy the vegan products and you, um, that's it. I mean, that's basically, you know, if you want to do more, like we say, so we need to stress to people um, that what we're trying to do when we show them a film like that is not to make them suffer, is not to make them feel terribly yeah. guilty. It's just to wake them up. And then when they say, oh, you know, if somebody watches it and says, what am I going to do? This is the worst thing that I've ever been through and I don't know what to do with myself and I feel so helpless and everything. You say, go vegan. And mm. that's why. And so you want, to, you want to know why go vegan. And all you have to do is you, you change the way you dress. You change the products that you buy. You educate yourself. And it's easy. Yeah. And a lot of people at school just say, well, how do you live without that? Or what what's it like living without that? And it's just, I mean, when you look at it in the ethical sense, it's, a, it's so irrelevant. You don't even think about that because you Correct. know how that's made yeah. you know where that comes from you know the you know everything behind that and how unethical that is yeah a uh, very very good point i mean i have the same way and another thing is i mean bottom line is you're not missing out on anything anyway because but like you say yeah so when people say that say how can i live without it um one of the things i want to say to people is look if you had uh, the most beautiful um lampshade in the world and um you you I mean, I used the one of the things that compares to what we do to animals is what the what what happened. They used to make um, lampshades out of human skin and have them in mm. their homes. And you know, if, if you say to them, if it was your most favorite lampshade in the world, and you didn't think you could live without it, and it had been in your family for generations, and then you found out that it was made out of human skin, would you be able to live without that? Because <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I was very prepared to use that very example when I spoke mm. to the principal. If she brought up some pathetic mm. excuse about being about mm. why I'm a vegan. I was so prepared to use that and mm. see how she could make the connection. Because the problem is people are very, very selfish and they don't think about it. Now, anybody who's not aware of the amount of suffering and who's not hasn't seen the truth, they confuse uh, preference with, you know, need. And yeah. they think they can't live without ice cream. Um, whereas, in fact, there's amazing soy ice cream out there. But that that is... When when people ask you that, you just say to them, it's very easy to live without those things once you know the truth. Yeah, the world is just so materialistic. I mean, mm. we we don't even need ice cream to survive. Exactly. It, it's, it's it's just a it's, yeah. it's just a, it's just a good taste for some people. Yeah. It's just a, it's a luxury item, really. Absolutely. You know, we we can see this very clearly because you know we have seen films like Earthlings, we have educated ourselves about veganism, we've thought about the issue. So the good news is when you're allowed to do that, when you allow yourself to do that, it's very clear and obvious. That's what keeps me going when I'm talking to people. I don't, I don't, I'm not discouraged by the, com the conversation. Yeah, I mean, you don't even, you don't really even need to see graphic images of the truth or, I mean, you just you need, need to... Know to it. I mean, okay, quote, place yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Absolutely. It is just about, I think in a way, it's unlearning everything that we've been taught since we were children because as you very succinctly pointed out, that's what we've been taught with children is that book that you mentioned and um, we are brought up um, eating meat and it's not about blaming your family and it's not about going again. It's, it's just unawareness. So... I mean, we have. Uh, that's why I um, I do what I do because for me, I know that it does make a difference talking to people about it, and um, the more people we have, the, the better it's going to be. So, I I very think that I very much think that talking about veganism um, is it's very hard to do. People get, you know, I've only just started doing it. Um, I don't socialize much, unfortunately, at the moment because just because um, I yeah. talk about it. But you know, I find people don't want to talk about it. Um, mm. They, I had, oh, like I say, on Saturday night, I had, I had quite a negative experience um, talking about a woman about it. Um, she, one thing she said to me was, well, first of all, she said I'm an animal lover too, uh -huh. and I said, I said you can't. I just said, look. I that, hear that one a lot too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just said, look, you, you know, that's not true. Um, I mean, I'm not calling you a liar, but I just that is an incorrect statement. You know, you're not you're not an animal lover if you eat animals. You might like dogs. She got very defensive right from the start, and then she said, 
well, I help the goat next door, and you know, and I said you can help. I said you want to help animals. You really want to help animals? You go vegan. That helps animals. Well, I she had she she got very very angry, and um, she also said um, that. Um, that well, it, they, 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 she went on about how she'd suffered. Like obviously she'd had been abused in her life or something like that. I really didn't see what that what they had to do with with the fact that the animals were suffering. I mean, I don't see how you can say, well, I yeah, suffered, that's... I suffered, therefore they should suffer. But what she said was, well, the, I suffer more than them because I, they don't have a con- they don't have as much of a conscience. I am I am more conscious than them. She said. Yeah, and also just being vegan, I've I've just realised that. I'm just so much more fortunate about my life. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't need to complain about things. I don't need to complain that I don't have shallow materialistic objects. Mm. I mean, I have my life. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah, we're very lucky. We're very, very lucky. The sad thing is, is that none of it's necessary. And um, that's what makes it even just so horrific. Um, but you're going to find um, you're going to be you're going to have to just learn different ways to deal with all different kinds of questions, um, and um, and um, I'm just uh, I really hope that we can make more out of this what happened to you. But even if we don't, um, I hope that you come on the show again and let me know how you're going. All right, that was part one of the interview with William. Uh, please stay tuned for part two. And um, I hope that you're enjoying the interview. Please write in with your comments or suggestions. Um, any Anybody listening who's had a similar experience, please do share it with us. And let's hope that we can all resolve this together. I really think this is a, an opportunity for change. Um, and we're doing our best not to miss this opportunity. It's, it's all we can do. And um, if this one doesn't um, lead to any kind of major exposure, well, we'll just do it on the next one because there's more and more young people going vegan. All right, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the second half of William's interview. Bye.